Hey everyone, we are back. Today, we are here to do our top, well, not the top, because we already did the top six through ten favorite fantasy novels. Now, we're going to go through five down to the magical number one that we all agree is our favorite top fantasy novel. So, are you ready? We have the wonderful CJ Edmonds is back again with us, and we're gonna get hey, into it. Hey, everybody! Ready? <laughs> yeah, I'm so stoked. Hell, we are. Yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> we, we had so much fun, and hopefully, you guys watch the video because the it, it's up already. So you can, after you finish with this video, just uh, click the link and uh, hop over there and that out. But now we're gonna get to it. So the consensus is between the three of us that this is our number. And that would be our Wheel of Time <laughs> by Robert Jordan. Book number eight. I'm on eight now. Eight. Oh, you're on, wow, yeah. you're on eight. Well, I haven't even. <laughs> well, this is a reread for me because I read, excuse me, I read these back when I was like in, in college. And so that was a long time ago. It was about 20 years or so or more ago, closer to 30. Anyway. Nobody needs to know that. <laughs> was really no worries. They came out. Like I would wait and then they would come out and I would head to the bookstore because you couldn't go online and buy them. And I had all the hardbacks up until um when Mr. Jordan passed away. Yeah, that was uh you, very you have the complete awesome. 15 book series? There were 12 yeah, I think it was, I think of it was them 12 and then 14 volumes were like the like with some of the prequels and, and whatnot yeah. as well. And of course if the if the name of the book sounds familiar, that's because it is currently a series up on on Amazon Prime and they have two seasons already and the third one I think it's either they're done filming it or they're just about to finish so um, I can't wait for, for season three so basically the series itself is set in the third age of a fantasy world in which the pattern of human existence is determined and maintained by the wheel of time this is a cosmic embodiment of eternal return think of it as fantasy version of I don't know reincarnation <laughs> so basically the wheel spins the pattern of the ages it manifests both in the physical and human destiny and it uses the lives of men and women as its threads and the individuals with the power to influence and change the pattern is called Called Taveren. The wheel is rotated by magical force known as the One Power. So if in case you are able to wield the One Power, that's called channeling, mm -hmm. and only women can do this safely. Uh, there are artifacts in the world that's called Angreal, uh, amplify the One Power with Sangreal and Tangreal, uh, which has limited uh, function. Sangreal, me, I don't know. It's, it's it's giving me it's giving me Dan Brown Da Vinci Code when I hear it's so true, so true. <laughs> what is so funny because you're trying to keep track of okay, which one is a Sangreal? Sangreal, which one is the angry? What do they do? Which are different? And then I like the fact that it shifts the world is in the past, but also in the future, and that the future and the past are like it's like cyclical, but also at the same it is a really interesting premise. The way that well, it, that's what I, yeah, that's exactly it's because like the wheel of time, right? So like it's not a linear timeline, it's just like everything yeah. is and it's a it's a, a unique way of doing it. Well, at the time, anyways, you know, like it was a uh, very cool, yeah, I agree. Well, and when I was younger is that they had a lot of female characters because a lot of fantasy novels that 
I was reading back then in the day, there was, it, I think that the majority of the books that I really liked it. So I'm not going to say that there weren't a lot. There were like the majority of the books, the fantasy novels that I really loved and, and read and were my favorite had strong female characters just because, you know, that's what I was wanting to be when I grew up was this, you know, and so, and, and that's You like, wanted to be an Aes Sedai when you grew up. <laughs> right? Like I wanted to be an Aes Sedai when I grew up. I have a tattoo. Like my tattoo oh, yeah. is oh, from wow. the Wheel of Time novel. It's like one of the um, oh, this is on the awesome. Yeah, the sun. So, so which color like, would you? Which color are you in, or which color do you? I would have been green. Nice green, green the or, Asha? or the brown. Green or brown? I like it. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The green. Yeah. Nice. Is it green? Yeah, yes. the brown seems to have a lot of fun, but I, I feel that they don't go out as much. <laughs> yeah, well, and that was me back in the day. Like, that was, I was in the library reading the books, you know, that's pretty much my life. Yeah, except that I would want to be a green because, you know, I didn't, yeah, I, I'd want to have. <laughs> yeah, I want to see the world and kick ass at the same time, so. <laughs> It works. Well, I guess with the green sorry, and brown, would that be that word? Well, and the thing was the blues. What is a blue? Like I can't. Like, That's Moraine's color, right? Like she, she's kind of yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. I definitely would not be red. Yeah, nah, nah. Reds are way too. How about you, Christy? What do you think? Um, <laughs> I would go with probably a brown too. At the time, I was like I was a reader like I was all in my head it was all about what was going on in my head but I would love to know more about the blue because like I don't know I, maybe it would be fun to be more like her and I don't know but definitely a brown when I was younger and now that I'm older maybe a green although I would like to know more about the blue but not a red you It'd probably be a cross between the yellow oh yeah the, the healers mm -hmm. and because they can they, well if you're if you're pissed you can literally just you know with with the power of your hands just bend uh your enemy right like that as we saw in the show Wait, that's the rule you can't hurt people right you have yeah, to heal a, a, yeah a yeah i think well isn't it, it with the power you can't use the power like one of the promises you make is that you can't do anything evil do with no them. harm right yeah, yeah no no harm but uh, the, the, I, I saw the debate and says, but wait, she's a healer. How she how she's able to do that? But maybe because um, if you're a healer, you need to be versed in human anatomy. Mm -hmm. And so if she's able to like, you know, with what she knows about human anatomy, uh, mm -hmm. twist it somehow. Uh, maybe that's, <laughs> that's how she was able to do that. Well, the thing is, they haven't been they haven't been bound yet. So they haven't take, made the promises. And so once they make the promise on the Sangreal or anger, one of them, that's when that um, those promises kick in. Like you can't like the ones who where they can't hurt people. It's right. like a like a curse or like a you know where they, they're like they bound get, by, get hit by hit by lightning or something. <laughs> right, <laughs> like you just you do it. Maybe your body turns inside out or something. You die or whatever evil you're doing. I don't know. <laughs> you go puff into smoke or whatever. I don't know. That would be cool. <laughs> right. <Like that. laughs> Yeah, and since you come back again, just for the experience of being turned into smoke, you keep violating the rules. How about that? Right. <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah. But, um... blah, blah, I'll turn into smoke. Blah, blah. <laughs> so the, the, to wrap this up so that we can move on to our next one, we all like this really, really good, awesome series, and lots of books which to me is always important when i start a series and i like it i love to be able to say oh i have like 14 new books that i can read like that to me is really important um and the last three unfortunately were written by well not unfortunately but unfortunately because the main author 
was not alive anymore. Uh, Brandon Sanderson wrote. So that's not always awful, exactly. right? Like when your last three books of your series are written by a fantastic um, fantasy author, it's doable, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like extensive notes on it. I was so upset after I found, because I didn't know. And so I was waiting for those, you know, the books to come out. And then when I found out that he passed away, then I just stopped. And so I haven't read the last book. Oh, oh okay. So oh. that's a whole new, like three books to discover. That's so yes. cool. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I had this, like, I started from the beginning when this TV series came out, I decided to start all over again. And so nice. I started reading them again. And, you know, you fall in love with the characters again. again. Like, why are they calling them Ace and I? They're Ace Study. Like, that's the one thing, right? Her name's Nene, not Nene. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you know, you have them in your head, like a certain way you pronounce things. and Yep. But it's absolutely. fun seeing it on screen. It's so fun. It is, except I don't feel like you ever go in depth enough with the characters. You know, like, you know so much more because you just read everything. So. Mm -hmm. That's good. Awesome. So big thumbs up okay. for Wheel of Time. Wheel of Definitely. Time. Definitely. Can't wait for season three. <laughs> I can't either. They are. Number five, it is number four yes number four is one of my favorite series as well uh my cousin used to read this growing up and I, but i always felt that no i don't think i'm gonna get into fantasy because there's like too many names many worlds and too many information <laughs> but I, I i retract that the moment i discovered terry brooks and his amazing shannara series of course if terry brooks is saying it it's shannara but for some people it's shannara however you want to however you wanna say it yeah however you want to read it or say it it's, it's, it's what it is. So it's a series of high fantasy novels written, of course, by Terry Brooke, uh, beginning in 1977 with The Sword of Shannara. And it concluded with The Last Druid, which was released in 2020. There's also a prequel, which I started first off reading before reading uh, The Sword of Shannara. That's the first king of Shannara. So mm -hmm. the series blends magic and primitive technology, and it's set in the foreland, which is identified as Earth long after the civilization was destroyed in a chemical and nuclear holocaust called the Great Wars. By the time the prequel came out, the world had reverted to a pre-industrial state and magic had re-emerged to supplement. So um, there's so many things to, to touch up on this in the sense that after Tolkien, I felt that Terry Brooks was the one who sort of, uh, who fell into that uh, position to further high fantasy uh, along because, you know, for modern audiences that, and, and, and so everyone who I've met who reads fantasy will have at least gone through Terry Brooks. They may or may not have finished uh, the entire book series. Uh, they may have also gravitated to other authors uh, and certainly there was there are people who feel like, oh, I've outgrown Terry Brooks and I've moved on to different authors but you gotta go through Terry Brooks in order to, to appreciate uh, what he's done. And I don't have the Shannara books for, like with me but I do have uh, his new series called Child of Light. Nice! Yeah, yeah I love that, it. I lo is that the first this, book in the new series? This is the first book in the new series. It's only, I think it's a trilogy. So um, I haven't ordered the the third one, and mm. you know that's that's my problem with with these fantasy books is that I just order them and then I think okay I'll put them there get back to you. but at least I know I had the I have the hardcover on my <laughs> shelf and it's there for me you know whenever I want it yeah so there um, it was a short lived TV series. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, broadcasted on MTV, mm -hmm. and um, if you're going to look at it now, you're going to say, "Oh my God, mother! It's Elvis!" No, it's Austin Butler. <laughs> yeah, so funny. he played. <laughs> so he played. Um, he played Will Umsford in in that series. <laughs> if um, 
Elvis. Yeah, Elvis has left the building. Yeah. Oh, he, he's gone into Shannara. He has That's right. He's gone into another building and evolved. And he's got sideburns, brother. So unfortunately, I can't help you with this one. This is I'm sorry, Terry Brooks. I'm, I'm sorry, CJ and Angie. I never read this. Oh, so. no worries, no worries. It kind of like threw me in for a loop when I was reading it, you know, or tried to read it chronologically. He doesn't start with book one and ends with book three. And then from book four, it's the same characters altogether. It's a different, it's like he skips one generation to another. And he feels that that's the, the best way to kind of like tell the stories forward because these are, he would like to think that the story spans different generations. And, and so to kind of like keep the, the evolution of change going through the series, he has to cover different generations. That's why it's like that. Some, some books would cover the, the son and then the grandson and then the grandson of the grandson. And it'll just shift back to a, a different land altogether. So, which so, is great. So, when you read the books, so I, I feel like I, I, I remember reading the, um, I remember having the book back when I was younger. But it's been so long that I don't remember the story as much. And so, if I were to go back and read it now, especially with mm. all the books that have come out since, yeah, are they broken up into series? Or so, you, so even though they're spanning a variety of time, like time. Would you read them just like in order of publication or would you read them by... I, oh, okay. Uh, when I found out that First King of Shannara was a prequel, I decided to start with that first, which is which is, which is is also okay because at least it sets me up for uh, for book one. Actually, for book one, two, and three, which is sort of Shannara, Elfstones of Shannara, that's definitely my favorite, which is the basis of the TV series. Yeah. Uh, and the uh, the Wish Song of Shannara. Um, they all have different characters, but they all they all spun from from the generation of characters in book one, which is okay. Will Umsford's uh, descendants. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then yeah that, so I think I, the sort of Shannara or Shannara is that's the one I I remember reading, and then watching the TV series right until it canceled. Exactly, exactly. But season one was more based on Elfstone, and season two was a completely different departure. It was a totally different storyline that had nothing to do. So I don't know why they I don't know why they did. This. So it's like it's a hit. <laughs> Um, so far, Warner Brothers has the film rights to it, but it expired back. It, it expired uh, in 2010, and that's why the rights reverted back to Terry Brooks, and they were able to do the series in uh, 2012. So I don't know where the rights are now. I think it's probably back to Terry. And people did ask him if he's willing to go through the motions of adapting his books again into a series. I think it's better now that that the, the streaming industry um, has, I'd like to think, has gotten more streamlined, or if not. Uh, better because you have more choices. You have different networks. You have Hulu. You have Stars. You have, of course, you have Netflix. Prime. Of, yeah, yeah. And, and Prime. So you know he could shop it at any other network that has the best deal. Plus, I feel like they've um they've grown an audience for fantasy. You know, like fantasy yeah. used to be like the the thing that like a tiny little portion of people used to watch and people used to look at you like, what? And now, like, <laughs> right? and, and, and now like there's an audience for fantasy, definitely, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. So like fantasy users unite, you know? Like it's yeah, a- va Validation for, for fantasy readers. That's like right. We had the best stories at the time, you know, that in sci-fi. Mm-hmm. For I sure. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which we're going to do sometime next because, you know, Absolutely. you know, yep. some robots to talk about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So number four. Awesome. Number four. Yeah, that was number four, which is the Shannara series or the Shannara series, depending <laughs> on how you want to read it, by Force Room. After number four, we move up on the hierarchy of power. <laughs> the hierarchy of books that we are catalog cataloging uh, today. We are at number three. 
Terry. Yeah, it's not a Terry, but it's a David. <laughs> and his last name is Eddings. And I had yes. a t-shirt the last time we filmed, but I couldn't find it. I don't know what I did with it. Like <laughs> someone stole it. I, I would say, you know, the like, silk came in. No. Yeah, this is the so, Bulgarian series. <laughs> the Bulgarian. So the Bulgarian by David Eddings, which is like my all-time still favorite series. This is my all-time favorite. Like I love George R. R. Martin, but David Eddings was like what got me into fantasy. It basically love it. Yeah, the uh, Bulgarian was with, was because I read it when I was in eighth grade. Like it was wow. the first, I mean, I read some of the number two. I read number two first in fifth grade, uh -huh. but right. I didn't get hooked. I mean, I loved it. But then eighth grade was David Eddings and I got sucked in, just sucked in. And <laughs> like, and it was then reading everything fantasy after that. So right. well, I well, love it. <laughs> So the Bulgarian is a five book epic fantasy by David Eddings. And it's a journey of Garion, who was a farm boy who, you know, oh no, so cute. Distraction. <laughs> this is oh this God, is low key. Little face. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god, so cute. What's the baby's name? His his name is Loki. Oh, no. yeah. He kind of has a Loki looking like he he looks like he can get into some trouble. <laughs> oh yeah, he he's got a temperament as well. Oh, like hey, we, do, we, we, do you get him the horns for like Halloween? <laughs> I, I I wish you want horns. But he doesn't need <laughs> he doesn't need it because he grows the horns at you know at twelve midnight. So oh, no. <laughs> his his attitude changes. It's like a uh, gremlin situation. Yeah, he becomes he, beco he becomes grumpy after dinner. Oh, yeah. I know, you know what? I become grumpy after dinner too. Like, I yeah. become grumpy before dinner, but whatever. <laughs> I need like a snack. Oh my <laughs> God, he's so cute. <laughs> he is, he is. Uh, all right. Yeah, okay, keep come... going. Let's go. Okay, keep going. Sorry to distract you. <laughs> Oh, no problem. No problem. I think one of the things I liked about Garion is that he was so young when it first started and he was so clueless. Like it was just, it was a true, you know, the hero's journey that they go on. It was a true hero's journey for him because he was like, and you had, and, well, it was my first foray into, you know, fantasy. So I didn't know that he was going to become the chosen one. Like, uh -huh. sorry for spoilers. Like, I didn't know that happened back then. So I just thought he was a stupid little kid. And I'm, you know, reading the story, you know, of his journeys. And so, um, but yeah, it was just like, ends up that magic is real. And the people he's with are not what they seem. And and his you last know, name is Potter. I'm no, just kidding. <laughs> he got the letter. Yeah, <laughs> but I love those stories because, like, um, especially when you're reading him and you're young, the fact that mm -hmm. it's like a very normal person, you know, like you can so easily right. slip into that role of like, oh, you know, just like me, you know, and absolutely, and I can see why that sucked you in right away because, mm -hmm. like, when you're reading and it's somebody just normal, and all of a sudden, oh yeah, it was the whole meeting all these different people, and then the way that he aged over time became more uh -huh. mature and you just see saw his evolution through the page as he met his true love and how their relationship and it had some of those tropes too <laughs> all those tropes that we talked about in our videos about enemies to lovers and you know <laughs> 
right, right. Cho- cho- chosen one, and you ended up, oh, I'm not yeah. the only chosen one. I'm not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> things, like, things like that. It's like, ah! I thought I was the only one. Yeah. And like, Sinidra. Oh my gosh, I loved her. Because she was just the cutest, but she was a little spitfire. Loved her. And so, and for an eighth grade girl, that was just so nice having her and Polgara. Just yeah, strong, Polgara, right. You know, strong uh, characters. The the, I, I'm trying to remember the, the name of uh, Gary and Grandfather, was it? The, the male wizard? Um, Belgara. Belgara. But he was yeah. he went by something else when he was living on the farm, when he was hiding out. Yeah, I was hiding. I should I yeah. should be reading this again. Um I tried collecting the, the single paperback um edition, but you know it's 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 hard to find. You really just find them on, on secondhand bookstores and mm-hmm. sometimes you don't even find them in order. And that's the, and that's the great thing about you know, having collected editions like these, everything's there already. Yeah. Although the volume one collects the first three and volume two collects the second, the last. Nice. So at least everything's there. You know, bring the first. Do you volume. also have the Malorian series? The, uh, the Malorian, yes. The Malorian, too many L's and R's. Uh, <laughs> that one, I, I I do have it, but it's it's in, in another. <laughs> <laughs> I used yeah. to I have I have them all I used to have well I had them all because I had the paperback and uh-huh. they, I read them so much they fell apart oh, and so wow. then I bought them when my kids were little because I wanted them yeah. to read them like I did and they had no interest whatsoever in reading those um and so now I need to I have to collect them all over again because like I wouldn't mind reading those again because it's just that comfort of being able to go back in time to those that series it's right just... speaking of recollecting how tempting is it to recollect a new edition when yours has turned yellow you kind of have to <laughs> you get, you, and you just never take it out of the package <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's minted mounted That's on right. the wall no it's important though like every time that you know like there's a new like the percy jackson you know that they're just redoing right now like mm-hmm. i yeah. totally yeah. want to buy the new one so that i can like put it on the shelf next to the old ones and you know like uh, i have like uh, all, they're all they're on the shelf over right here. <laughs> exactly like i mean when they right, come right. up with something new that's really pretty like there's no way doing it wait now you since you mentioned mentioned percy jackson i've been i have to admit i'm probably one of the first few people who came into the series rather late mm-hmm. and i i've always just referenced it from the movie that i saw and i figured okay i'll read the books next time because you know the the series will just stop at book five and he won't continue on right and of course disproven and it, it has spawned so many other sequels and i figured i can't catch up but when I saw the TV movie tie-in currently for Disney Plus, and I saw the covers, like, okay, I need to get this edition, <laughs> and so I got that edition. Uh, I finished in two days, and then I'm, I'm now in book two, and then for books three and four and five, I was able to scour the original hardback edition. So now nice. I hate it that my editions are not the same. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's you, there. You totally <laughs> need to look around and get. Yeah, no, you need to finish those editions. Like, there's just book lover things that you gotta do. So exactly, sure. exactly, and and and, and yeah. people who who just buy the books just for the sake of reading it probably won't understand why our editions need to. Be. That's it's all hardback. You start with all hardback and finish everything absolutely uh-huh. yeah your favorite books have to be in hardback like and that's just how that like the favorite, at least your favorite ones thing yep a hundred percent agreed well i think it's hysterical i just want to this is just like a side um i think it's hysterical that you rebought the series so that your kids could read it and then they didn't like that because i did that with my kids too and my eldest kid uh i thought she was a non-reader 
Like I thought I had brought a non-reader into this world and I was so sad because all I kept feeding her was fantasy and sci-fi and she would not read it. And then one day she came home with David Green, the like 13 reasons why. She goes, this is the best book on earth. And I'm like, oh my God, I've developed a contemporary reader. Oh my goodness, how did I do that so that's all she reads so I thought she was a non-reader no it just turns out she just doesn't like fantasy (laughs) because they might do like fantasy but they just wouldn't read like that one I know what I I started them too young because I think fifth grade is when I gave it to them so yeah like they weren't really into it at that time but now that they're older maybe yeah I so that's why I I need to get them again and then we can try but yeah that was that was like heart like let me tell you it is heartbreaking heartbroken that Bell Gareth y'all like have to read this yes absolutely no I I completely agree with you thank goodness my second daughter read my stuff because I would have been like oh my god what did I do I went something something went wrong yeah like why am i investing in this genre when no one wants to read it in the house except me exactly you you have to like pass along that geek gene to your your progeny there has to be somebody in the house that'll someone in the house like even if it's just the dog come on here here i'm pointing i'm I'm pointing to the dog that's right that's right that's right i'll sell it to you cheap and they'll get the house Oh boy. Um, David Eddings did make it clear that he and his wife did not want the Belgariad nor the Malorian adapted into any other medium. But why? I know. It's so sad, (laughs) especially now that the thing like the the film is like so far advanced that they could do it justice now just that but at the same time you kind of like i mean kudos to them because Mm -hmm. like there's something to be said about picking up a book and reading it and if that's truly truly what you feel should happen to your work then kudos Mm -hmm. kudos well because they're you know they they're they're right in the fact that when it gets adapted, it's not always your vision that gets put on the screen. It's like sometimes yep. the thing, and you have to be willing or not willing to have that happen. So well, they chose at, not to. So. Look what happened with Rick Riordan, you know, like who didn't like and neither did I the first adaptation of Percy Jackson and it took him how long you know like to get him to get it back on the screen the way he wanted it so kudos to them for standing up and for getting kids to read instead of uh watching it on tv yeah but you know when when I saw the first Percy Jackson movie I I enjoyed it I didn't know Mm -hmm. that they yeah they they aged up the characters that they aged up the characters and there were things that they changed Mm -hmm. after reading the first book now and I've still you have yet to watch the adaptation Disney plus but I understand what Rick Riordan said that, you know, he he just felt that he didn't want anything to do with the film version because they didn't want to listen to him. And things that the themes that he wanted to explore in the actual adaptation were not explored in the movie. So he's happy with the Disney movie. So far, I've seen the Disney adaptation and it's much better. And it's absolutely like when I saw the film and my kids were the ones who were really like, I mean, I was reading what they were reading they were totally into percy jackson right like i mean the greek gods were running around my house all the time because of that show and when i saw the disney adaptation with the orange shirt that brought me back so far it's like oh my god we used to have those all over the house but anyway um like in and when when we saw the movie and we sat there i know we're talking about percy jackson sorry but when we sat in the movie and all of a sudden it was like teenagers falling in love and i'm like this is just not this is just not no no so yeah we should do a whole episode about books going to movies that were like we didn't like <laughs> okay that that's going to be another episode that's for sure i agree sounds good claim it, claim it. <laughs> <laughs>
Awesome. And then we'll have Rick Riordan on the show. Claim it. Send <laughs> that to universe right now. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, we need we need a little bit of Annabelle's help for that. Yeah. Oh my goodness, she's Annabelle's so cute. Oh, like, like, yeah, I'm really love. I'm watching the Disney adaptation too with my kid. And <laughs> it's yeah, it's amazing. So, yeah, it's yeah. The actors are just acting their hearts out. They're just so adorable. They're adorable. They are adorable. It, but it, it goes to show that when the author has a say, like J.K. Rowling or him or whatever, like that, it ends up being what we want to okay so but okay. we were talking about number three um <laughs> anything else that you'd like to add about it uh no i think that's pretty good yeah we've pretty much covered everything unless there's something else in oh we're good we're good uh mm-hmm. to move ahead from number oh, three right. we move up to yes second spot that'd be number two unless you have another digit that you know that uh, has to have to be discovered that follows three now, that would be <laughs> the chronicles of narnia c.s lewis at number two that's number two Number two was very good. Loved it. Yeah. That was my fifth grade. Fifth grade fell in love with uh with fantasy novels. Yes. Where my entire fifth grade class, like we read, we all read it and then we played it during recess. Like we would play it. It was so good. Like it it was like, I mean, how many times did you wish you could open a wardrobe and go into a different country, city, world, realm, whatever you want to call it? Like, I mean, that was right. awesome for kids. Are you True. kidding me? Come exactly. That smell mothballs in the process. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Now your grandma's old winter jackets or whatever. Like, <laughs> Where's Dinah? All I see is a pack of mothballs. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, my favorite was The Voyage of the Dawn Treader. That was my favorite. All of them. Like, I mean, each book got better and better and better, mm-hmm. I thought, anyways. Like, I mean, yeah. even when I like I read it so young that all the themes, um, I didn't even it didn't even pay attention. You know what I mean? Like it didn't matter. And it was when I was in eighth grade and we reread it as a, you know, that a book for school led by the teacher. And then they put up the themes and what the lion represented and blah blah. blah. That's the only time that I'm like, oh yeah, look at that. Because like the story was so good. That it's like, whatever, you can talk about themes all you want. I just want to do this, you know? So mm-hmm. it was good. When did you uh, first would, read would it? You, would you say that the the religious undertones were more pronounced, you know, as if, if you were an older reader as compared yes, to- Yes, 100%. Yeah. And and for people who weren't aware, C.S. Lewis and Tolkien were pretty They were. I didn't know that. They yeah. were good buddies. Yeah. They just, yeah. they disagreed Drinking on quite a few well. things though. Yeah. Yeah, 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 they did, they did. Um, I, I knew that they were also, they were writing and, and drinking buddies and they would go to their pub. Um, I can't remember the name of the pub or the name of the street, but I know that it's in London. <laughs> and 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 they would discuss about, you know, and they would swap stories and, and keep each other posted. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And of That's course- what we should be doing right now, y'all, is going to a pub and-, and... <laughs> Oh yeah. oh yeah, we're so yeah, far yeah. apart. We need to meet somewhere and do that one time. We should do it, but like the next time we do this, we should just make sure we have our our. Can we do? Can we even do that on YouTube? <laughs> let us let, let's, uh, oh, let's, magi- <laughs> let's magically configure our respective closets to decide on what point in time or what 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 point in space that we want to meet up. So you know, <laughs> That's cool. we can do like we could like read our favorite passages drunk. drunk 
never mind you know what that I'm, I'm stopping right here because <laughs> not good we're back in college all of a sudden i don't know what happened right but... it's friday night it's like hmm. that's right that's right it's morning for Kaz, though, though, so... i don't even know what i'm talking about but for he's drinking reason... his coffee <laughs> I, love... I, I, I just chug a lot of coffee it's more like it's 9 30 where's Cass? oh my god he's in mars and we're in <laughs> you know what it was it was just the idea of you know when you said you know that they were friends and they would go to a pub together I just pictured this dark tavern you know with you know the atmosphere and them sitting down and talking about books and their stories and just I mean just being a fly on the wall to listen to their conversations would just be can you imagine like I mean like C.S. Lewis and 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 Tolkien like they were like at the beginning of this like huge fantasy you know what I mean like there wasn't like a ton other stuff like what the things that they were discussing you know were like at the edge of like you know fantasy discovery and everything like I would have I would love to know what they were talking about how they discussed it and you know like how they felt about each other's worlds and you know like wouldn't it be great if like C.S. Lewis would read Tolkien and say like you talk too much about like the the scenery like you need to come through that why do you name why do you have three different names for a a single place right right (laughs) like I know the tree is green dude move on you know like wouldn't that be great to see their critique partners and they like yeah, no, that would be great. I know lime green is different from forest green, but green is green, period. <laughs> That's right. And your readers <laughs> are not going to care, dude. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Not really, but I am just kidding. <laughs> yeah, but the well, how- but Narnia is is considered definitely a classic in children's literature. Oh, yeah. And it is Lewis's best-selling work, and he sold about, oh, not too tawdry a number, uh, just 120 million copies in 40 Amazing. Amazing. Um, 47 yeah. languages. Think about that. That's huge. Right. Yeah. Just the, just the kind of number that we all aspire to have in our own metrics. <laughs> right? Like, that's something that I would love, but it wouldn't never happen. Like, that's just, you know, that's just... like. Would you also say, like, even if you're not, like, a fantasy reader, like, when you're a child, I feel like the, the, the line, The Witch and the Wardrobe, is almost like a book that every child reads, whether or not you're a fantasy reader. Like, I mean, they even read it in school. I know my kids read it in school, too. You know, like, it's yeah. almost, like, at the point where it's no longer just for fantasy readers. It's, it's just a book for kids, you know, like, generally. Yeah. So, well, that and it's because it's been adapted so many times, and you know, there's yeah, just you can you show know, the movie. Those, yeah, it's not yeah, even yeah. Not, probably people don't even think of it as being just a fantasy novel, it's something yeah. that's it's just a classic now. It is, it's true. And isn't that like the best thing that you could hear from an author? You know, like your mm-hmm. book is no longer considered a genre, it's just a classic. Like, wow. That's cool. That's cool. Um, I've I've seen all three books, but I never really got into the story as why Disney did not continue. Um, yeah, you know, financing the rest of the franchise because I thought it was it, it was, was spectacular. Awesome it was yeah, spectacular. They did a great, was a great job. way. Yeah. yeah, they did. Um, I, I don't know what happened, so I figured like there must have been something. Yeah, yeah. But... The, the last one was 2010, so that was Voyage of the Dawn Treader, which is Angie's. Uh, uh, favorite and uh mm-hmm. but w- apart from introducing kids to you know to the world of c.s lewis um that film series also gave us ben barnes so it's like yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry i just had to put that in no it's all good it's all good we're good with that 
But the one thing I wanted to mention in my research for this that I thought was really cool is that it all began because C.S. Lewis saw a picture of a fawn carrying an umbrella and parcels in a snowy wood. And he, it was in his mind since he was about 16. And then one day when he was about 40, he said, hmm, I'm going to try to write a story about that. So I think that's so cool that you've got that picture in your head for so long. And by the way, he wrote that book when he was 40. Like what? You know, like that's cool. So the whole story oh, around yeah, that. Yeah, that it was oh, that. God, cool. I didn't realize it. I mean, yeah. yeah. So like the whole story about like you're carrying that picture, like how and it doesn't like I mean it sounds funky, like a fawn carrying an umbrella and parcels on a in a snowy wood. But like when you think about it, that's Narnia. Mm-hmm. Like absolutely Narnia, it's but like, like iconic. That yeah, yeah. it's yeah. it's like, so cool. I, mean, I can see it right now. Like right, like, exactly. It's very cool, but at the same time, like first of all, where did you see that picture? And second of all, like what would be so striking to you that you would remember that? You know, like I think if I saw a weird picture right now, I'd say like, oh, that's weird, and move on. You know, like it's not a. It's very cool to me that he was so visual with that that he just like kept that for so long. And wrote a story, uh, well, not just story, the story about it. Very cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, one interesting uh, info just popped in when you mentioned Vaughn. I just remembered that James McAvoy played Vaughn in James. the show version. <laughs> Professor X in the X-Men. That's so true. The, la- la- the latter versions. Oh yeah, my James gosh. Wow. <laughs> like he was young, you know? Like I, He was very yeah. young, very young. Yeah. Oh, I kind of have to go see that movie now and just check that out. That's really cool. Same here, same here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, I forgot. Me too. Yeah. Like, I mean, now that you mention it, I can... I can see him absolutely as a fawn, but at the time, wow, that's so cool. Very cool. I like yeah, it. Yeah, you know, and now that we're older, we're the ones fawning over James McAvoy. So you yes, know, carry pretty on. much <laughs> a different fawn, but carry on. Yeah, <laughs> that's all good. So but, the name Narnia is based on Narnia. This is in Italy. Nice. Yeah, I like written it. Written in Latin as Narnia. I like it. Awesome. I like it. It is a magical place. It really is. It's so true because, like, even just saying the word Narnia brings you like that. You know, like you feel More it. Happy feeling. Absolutely. Yeah. And the uh, Turkish we delights, of course. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Uh, we were talking about adaptations. And uh, back in 2018, uh, Netflix did acquire the rights to oh. a new film and TV series adaptation of a book. Oh, and, so maybe. But that's, tw- that's 2018. Now it's 2024. What have they done with the rights? So, yeah. Hmm. You know. know, there's there's a lot of fantasy coming out. So maybe, you know, you never know. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, because they seem to be doing a lot of the old classics. Like, they're coming yeah. out. Like, you know, you have the Lord of the Rings and the Wheel of Time and yeah. just Halo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Halo. Not the Beyonce Halo. I like Halo. it, y'all. I like it. Oh, what's the other one? Like, there's the Wheel of Time, but there's the other one. What's that called? I know. Um, I'm like, well, they had George R. Well, that's George R. Mark. But no, I feel like I'm forgetting yeah, something. There's a, that's what it is. There, there, yeah, there's another There's another. Um, there's another series. That like, with the black thing. Like, I forgot. Like, the, 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 the black. Did we talk about it already in the I'm going to, never mind. No. Yeah, it was Lord of the Rings, but it was a prequel. It, it was or? a it was a it was a prequel. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I'm uh, forgetting the name. Of the Rings of Power on Amazon. Yes, Prime. Rings of Power. Okay, yeah. there we go. Okay. Yes, and it was so I loved it too. But I'm but easy I, I to please. Uh, <laughs> uh, Wheel of Time kind of overshadowed Rings of Power for me, so I'm sorry. I love you, Tolkien, but if you can't get the full rights to Silmarillion and mm. just and. Yeah, I'd I'd rather you get the entire thing than than having to fish for information from the appendices and bound by rights and whatnot. But anyways, back to Narnia. Anyway. I loved it. I would reread it any day. I would. It's one of those books that I wish I could reread for the first time again. 
and just too bad that my eldest daughter never got into it. Who knows? Or she might. She might. She might. Yeah. Maybe. And and if and if single um, paperback issues are hard to come by, you know, there's always the collected trade paperback editions, which is great. At least you have the first three volumes in your hand, and you can bring it um, anywhere you want to go. Which is like this. Yep. Uh, this one. That's kind of the way to collects. do it. Yeah. That's what yeah, I had too. Cool. Yeah. Like all yeah, of the, this... all the stories were in one. Yeah. Cause once you, they're not very long stories. So when you finish one of them, you could just go straight to, uh, yeah, to the next one. The next one. Yeah. You don't I, I think that's how I wanted the David Eddings books too. Okay. Right, yeah. Right. Makes sense. Like, cause like, Prince know, you know, Caspian you know. returns many times in stories and, you know, like, like, I mean, it's, it's, it's a good, it's great. I loved it. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Right. And, and once. And once he's retired, becoming a prince, he becomes the Darkling, different universe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Um, Thank you right. so much for number two. We love you, C.S. Lewis. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. All right. So we go on to the the first one. But should we do a roundup of what we had from number 10? Do we... So it's Shadow and Bone is number 10. Okay. The Inheritance Cycle is number nine. Christopher Polini. That's correct. Yes. The Swords of Truth series by Terry Goodkind is number eight. Magician or the Apprentice Rift War Sagas by Raymond Feist. 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 Feist at number seven. Mm, Sorry, I never yes. read that. One. Oh, I need to read those again. <laughs> then we had a Song of Ice and Fire series by George R. R. Martin for number six. <laughs> Please come out the next book, George. Please. George, when, the when is the next book coming out? Oh, come on. Oh, now. are we still it's hoping that he does that or are we giving up? I don't know. Was it then, like 2010 i think yeah i think probably should give yeah yeah uh, then, God, he would prefer his son to finish it probably at this point then at number five we had the wheel of time by um robert jordan at number four we had the shannara series is that how i say it shannara or shannara depending perfect on... <laughs> by terry brooks the way that yeah, cj depends. said it <laughs> at number three we had the belgariad series by david David Eddings. At number two, we had The Chronicles of Narnia by C.S. Lewis. Ooh, Lee oh, Eddings two. also was uh, contributed to some of the books. Yes. Okay. His wife. Okay. Yeah. Oh, David I Eddings. see what you mean there. Perfect. Okay, cool. Yes. Number two is Chronicles of Narnia by C.S. Lewis. And at number one, CJ, what do we have? Yeah. <laughs> number one is Lord of the Rings, J.R.R. Tolkien, John Royce Royal Tolkien. Yeah. I like know, that I... you know the entire name. That's that's fandom <laughs> right there. <laughs> um, I don't have the hardcover. It's in the, another shelf, but at least I have this one. <laughs> so Marillion had to had to look for this one. So if you've been living under a rock for the last 50 <laughs> years or so, you probably should know Lord of the Rings by J.R.R. Tolkien that is set in Middle Earth. And it started out as a children's book with The Hobbit but eventually we knew that it developed into a much larger work and it became the very popular film franchise that it is uh, with Fellowship, Two Towers, and Return of the King. And then Peter Jackson went back and did Hobbit. Hobbit was supposed to be a two-film uh, two series uh, or a duology if it were a book, but he felt that he had so much more to say and so it became, you know, another trilogy with uh, Hobbit, uh, Unexpected Journey, Desolation of Smaug, Fox. Which is, you know, I, I have no problem with that whatsoever. No. Yeah. No. Nope. More, more, more information to dish out. Yeah. <laughs> if I could I go to the world and just live there, I would be, I would be perfectly happy. Perfect. I would well, like. I know. Get, I know. I, I give me a little Hobbit house. I'm there. Absolutely. Oh, third breakfast. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> We're in the second breakfast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Second breakfast. Lemonsies. 
I'm okay with that. Oh God. Wait, now that you mentioned Hobbit House, Christy, I don't know if you knew that, but we do have in the downtown section of Manila, there is a pub that is called exactly that, Hobbit House. This was uh, way back in the 70s. I'm not sure if it's still on, but you have literally um, hot oh. serving. So that's why it's called Hobbit House. So they provided uh, work for... Um, uh, smaller for, people. For, for, for smaller people. There you go. So which is, which is great. Is, is dressing <laughs> up like, can you dress up to go in there? Like, are you totally like... Oh, not, you can just go really. in, you know, whatever you, however whatever you want. It. But uh, I, I do hope that that place is still uh, up. I'm not sure if it, it if it's still there, but the owners would have been foolish to tear it down now that, you know, the series has popped. Everyone knows uh, what Lord of the That is so cool. That's, it's one of those books where um, I will admit, I'm sure I'm not the only one, um, to skipping some pages um, <laughs> because there was only so much I could handle of reading <laughs> about the Green Mountains. I will admit to that. I'm sorry. I might not be a true fantasy reader if I admit that, but um, I did read the important parts. <laughs> I just... All that to say, I feel like Tolkien is a great writer. I just find that sometimes he describes things a little too in-depth. For me. Mm-hmm. For me. I have to say that I read the first chapter. <laughs> <laughs> and, then and, then you... the <laughs> and then moved on to the last chapter. <laughs> no, I did not. I read the I first chapter. That's it. <laughs> I, I gotta admit that Fellowship was uh, a, a challenging read because of where is this thing going? going? What What is he trying to accomplish? And just like Christy, I, I, I actually had to flip. But um, there is truth to that, that when you... I, I tried reading Tolkien, uh, Lord of the Rings, after watching the animated Rankin Bat yes, uh, cartoon. Yes, I remember that. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I love that cartoon. I felt... Yes. I, I, I remember the orcs, they were terrifying to watch. Like, geez, I don't want I don't I don't want to meet these people, you know, in the middle of the street and asking for directions because I know I'd never come home after that. That's right. Um, <laughs> and they were that they were that creepy. I guess as a kid, you, you would want that what you see on screen is a direct translation of what you're gonna be reading. And so when yes. I figured that I had to skip through different pages to get through the parts that I liked, I figured yeah. it's not the same. So I shelved it. And I only went back to Tolkien uh when the movie versions came out. And then when Got the it. movie version came out, I just I just you know devoured mm-hmm. uh the series and you know went back to the whole entire trilogy and then the um and, and everything and like go back to the yeah. hobbit after and yeah everything yeah, right exactly. yeah absolutely. and then so Marillion, i loved it and if in case you're all you'll also love some um appendices that were mm-hmm. story this one they were those. actually important yeah absolutely. they were they were they were they were but i feel and... like anybody who tells me that they read um lord of the rings as a child like i like wow! Like, how old were you, Angie? No, wow. I did not. Okay. Because, like I said, I read the first chapter and then I stopped. Right. But my son, when yeah. he was eleven, he read the entire Kudos. book. Kudos! Kudos yeah. to him. Yes. yes. Which because I could not get through it. I mean, I think I was I was younger when I tried. I was like in my teens, and so I was reading like David Eddings and stuff. And so it was right. so different that I probably maybe if I were to go back and try to read it now, I could appreciate it. But the fact that he read it, I was like, oh my gosh, incredible! Like I can't believe you read that. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you because like I read it older. I was older, like I was probably in my twenties when I picked it up, and yeah, there was like some parts where it's like, wow wow dude like I love your story but I don't care about how green things are or you know how 
<laughs> I know what a force looks like. So I'm going to just skip this paragraph and, you know, like, but I, what a wonderful story. And just to think that he had all of that in his head is amazing yeah. to me. You know, it's That's like it. that you come up with your own language that you, that he yeah, yeah, yeah. linguistic and, he, you know, he, he made his own and people can speak the language, you know, that they, they've learned it um, because they love it that much. Yep. Like Elvish. I would love to be able to speak Elvish. <laughs> yeah. Same so here. Pretty. Same here. Yeah. But there's also some language to that would you want to speak Sindarin or would you want to speak <laughs> high Elvish or different forms of Elvish it's like ah it's amazing <laughs> it, yeah. it goes to show you how in-depth it was and all the maps that he made and like every like the whole thing is the, the man is obviously a genius and I feel bad for not reading the parts that were a little long to me because I'm thinking like they were probably very important to him for him to keep it in there maybe I should reread it one day and read the entire thing but his world and all the characters too like that's the other thing like how many I don't even have a count like there must be a count somewhere on the google that how many characters are in Lord of the Rings like I mean that's mm -hmm. it's it's it must be close to what like R.R. Uh, Martin does you know like George R.R. Martin like there's there's just so many and all of them are well developed and you get to know them and love them and yeah no we can only hope how they keep all that information in their head and keep it straight like it's yes, I, mean, I know and he didn't have a computer so yeah, yeah. we don't have any excuses uh, for, Lord, for Lord of the Rings there are 31 31 characters who play important roles hmm. uh, but that's just the important role we haven't gotten through the uh, there's you know, so many uh, there's so many but the 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 trilogy itself consists of approximately 455,125 words, That's which amazing. translates to over about 1.2 characters. What's going on? <laughs> what's going on Dude, that's a nice thing is like i love meaty books that you can really just sink your teeth into which i eventually will and that's the thing with george r, r. martin with Tolkien, with raymond feast there's just so much to read there's just so much out there that we can love and fall in love with you know if you'd love fantasy we had a huge swath of them we had you know we, we went through 10 that you can like fall in love with at any Absolutely. point in time just go to your kindle or go to an actual bookstore <laughs> and uh -huh. most of these like if you can find a used bookstore you know and get copies of uh, a lot of these books and and have them in your libraries that's what i'm thinking is like i can guarantee you that lord of the rings and many of the ones that we've mentioned are in the libraries and your local town you know, yeah. or your college or your school or whatever worth worth a read definitely worth yeah. or, or if you have a friend who's a bibliophile and you know that he has a copy well, you can always borrow that first. And then if you really love it that much, go to your bookstore and get your own. But You're I'm sure that Kaz would not be willing to give up his first edition. No. <laughs> no, can't no, borrow no, from no. CJ. There's no way. CJ's like, no. 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 As, as Gandalf would say, you shall not pass. <laughs> 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 no will I give good. up these these uh, bookends. The Ooh, Snatches of so Arion and Isildur. You know... <laughs> Okay, can I just, as an aside, for someone who has agoraphobia, if I had been in a small boat and I had seen those two people, I would have turned around so fast you would never have seen my face in that city. There's no way. <laughs> and, and if Gandalf's busy, I can always ask help from this. No! <laughs> you may not. <laughs> Did you know that Christopher Lee, uh, as per tradition, reads all three books of the trilogy during December. That's his tradition. I love that. Yeah, he reads that. And he and he did audition for Gandalf, but, but they I don't know. He was, dis 
he did, he was disappointed they didn't get it, but I think he was really more unaffected. He was. I absolutely. He did a fantastic. Yes, he absolutely yes, did. Exactly. I agree the man with that. Who played Dracula cannot play a hero. He needs to play a villain. <laughs> you're if you're a villain, you're casting. Yes, I totally agree. I know it's but... casting, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> I almost feel like I I want that tradition too now. Like I want a tradition. I'm gonna figure it out. I'm gonna pick a month. I, I'm gonna pick a book, and that's gonna be my tradition because I like that. I, I tried. I tried. I, I tried that some years back, and I tried watching the entire uh, trilogy, uh, the Hobbit plus uh, the, uh, the the original trilogy, the extended versions uh, for each weekend in December. And Ooh. and it was fun. All right. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> uh, more coffee. More coffee. More coffee. That's right. Uh, Rings of Power. I know is coming back on Prime for season Ooh. two this uh, nice. this summer. Nice. And um, yeah, that's something well, to look to if you absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's so good. I, you know the just the I just the water like when they pan on the stage, they did such a great job. Just and just I, so I, pretty. And I love it that they have the the same guy who did the the Oscar winning score do the score and the theme for the show itself it's like yes. no, you know that's what I have to get I have to get because I have the original Lord of the Rings um, some of the songs from that but then I, I didn't try and find the Rings of Power so I need to because I'm sure it's like oh yes it is it is you know what Rings of Power <laughs> did is like I, when you when I watched the movie I always wanted to be a hobbit to live in that hobbit house but when you watch Ring of Power I kind of want to be a dwarf like I kind of <laughs> want to live in some of those places because they kind of look really cool I don't know. Like maybe I want to be a dwarf a little bit. Yeah, that no, those, those caves are just like wow. They are, and then you so dig, yeah, and dig a tunnel, and all of a sudden you got something. You know, like I don't know. You got jewels. You got yeah. jewels. You don't even need to go to the, you know, to jewelry to store. You just Jewel, tuck, jewelry tuck, store. Tuck, tuck, tuck. <laughs> I know. You gotta be a little more patient though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but in the end it works. It works. Oh yeah. yeah. See, I can handle being underground. I just yeah, no, that would uh -uh. Yeah. I'd probably be an elf. Yeah. Oh, like an good. elf is good. Yeah. They have the good houses too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or or you just a tree would be my like a tree. Not house. that I agree. I'd agree. Oh. But if I'm going to have a tree house, I'm going to live in Endor. Sorry. So, sorry, we're going into like sci-fi now. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> With the Ewoks. So, you know, the first thing that pops in my mind is like the little, the little, little bears. What are they? The little the, the Ewoks. Ewoks. <laughs> Ewoks. That's right. <laughs> okay, enough about that. But anyways, I'll just say that the dwarves have some nice lodgings too. I mean, it, it definitely like they did a great job on the sets. Definitely did. did. Really did. I loved it. True. And you know what? I'm like um, really happy I, that I feel that if you, if you live with the dwarves, you have more food that's heated. Mm. But if you live with the elves, um, you know, you have you to be have a vegetarian, vegan. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have microwave here. So, you know, you go cut your own tree and, you know, whatever. <laughs> and you can only eat the dead leaves because the we don't eat the real leaves. And yeah, and, oh, the hobbits have a great food system going on. Like, I mean, did you oh, see that sure. pantry? Like, come on, you know? Oh, yeah. I, I think the hobbits right. have the best. Like, if you're talking yeah. about food, yeah. You know, and the fact yeah. that they appreciate their meals. Like, yeah. I appreciate my well. I agree. I agree. No, I think overall... Hobbit is a way to go. Yes. True, With something true. to be said about being a dwarf or no. But if you want to play safe, there's always Gondor. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a little close to it's a little close to Mordor, so mm. yeah, it's it's a little hot, but you know. <laughs> as long as we're not Smeagol. <laughs> true, 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 true. 
Um, well, I, I think we've come to tears. <laughs> yeah, uh, a little addition uh, info about Tolkien. There is oh. going to be an animated version of a side story uh, about the writers of Rohan um, coming out this year in December. Nice. So, Do you know where? A, yeah, it's well, no big deal. We'll, we'll look it up. We'll, we'll look it up. Look it up. Yeah. But that's really cool. Yeah. See, that's the problem. Yeah. You have to try and figure out which platform is going to be on. <laughs> exactly. But I felt I'm kind of like. Well, I used to watch what you were saying to the Lord of the Rings of the, the, the cartoons. Mm-hmm. Um, loved that when I was a kid, although I didn't really follow the story and I didn't really care. It was like kind of like mesmerizing just to see what was going on, you know? All the, okay, I'm going to sci-fi again. I'm a sci-fi girl, sorry. But like all the Star Wars cartoons just got me and I am now like totally like, so I can't wait to see what that cartoon's going to be about. That's great. There you go. It's called The War of the Rohirrim. Okay. It's a prequel that's set about uh, 261 years before the events of the original 2002 film uh, Two Towers. Supposed to have released that in April of last year, but because mm-hmm. of the strike, they moved December 2024, <laughs> which is fine by me. Because we all need a Tolkien Christmas movie, and this is going to be it. That's going to be great. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. Miranda Otto is coming back as Eowyn for this one. She reprises the role. Uh, Brian Cox is going to be playing Helm Hammerhand, uh, the king of Rohan. Oh, yeah. And uh, Sean Dooley is going to be Freka, and Luke Pasquiliano is going to be the leader of the Dunland, who seeks revenge against Rohan for death. Well, I am looking forward to, you said in the summer, right? The second, uh, season of the for uh for rings of power right. yeah, rings of power is going to be in the summer on prime but this one is going to be released in the u.s uh in december cinema december oh in oh, theaters oh december so this 13th. is going to be great like we have a, yeah. a whole almost a whole year every six months something new tokyo so i like it yeah very yeah. nice i can do that thank you so much for joining us cj we had so much fun and hopefully oh you'll i always have again. fun with you guys <laughs> oh gosh Cause, yeah because now we have to do fantasy or no sorry sci-fi to make Christmas. You have to do sci-fi happy. now. Oh yeah. no, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which I, I love sci-fi too. So um <laughs> so if you guys like these videos, please give us a like and subscribe and hit the notification bell if you want more videos from us. And we're gonna say goodbye. I don't know why I'm sorry, y'all. Oh my gosh. Adieu, adieu, adieu. Okay, I'm going to stop recording exactly. this right we've got, now. We've got two Julie Andrews <laughs> in the house now. <laughs> it was a great time. I always have a great time with you guys. Thank you so much. It was fantastic. Thank